How to invest one thousand dollars in 2019. It's Brian Preston, the Money Guy, restoring order to your financial chaos, retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions. He's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the Money Guy. That is the most eclectic <laughs> wad of cash I've ever. Don't you know it'd have been so much cooler if you had like stacks of hundred dollar bills? This is when you know other shows they have ten. $100 bills. You, you got one. <laughs> one. The rest of these, this is the most ganky $1,000. You, you put me in charge of getting $1,000. Look, I'm the guy. I got $1,000, but I ain't got $1,000 <laughs> on me typically. So when you ask me to come up with $1,000, you put me in charge of this, it comes in looking like Mary Poppins bag of I'm surprised Junk. there are not a couple $2 bills in there, uh, <laughs> buffalo nickels, 16 wheat pennies. That's unbelievable. There we go. All right, make, make, make so, it rain. Let's so here's the thing. $1,000. There's a reason. I mean, just it really smelling it, holding it, even if it's ganky like mine is with 20s and 10s, it's exciting to have $1,000. And the part of it, I think, that is something that ties to us as the human condition is, is that you see all you you see the power of it, you see the potential of it. And I want to I want to kind of make sure we, before we talk about how to invest it or what to do with this thousand dollars, what could this become? Sure, because I think a lot of people don't recognize how much potential this can be life changing. Yep. It really can be. A 20-year-old, I'm, I'm, just to show you the multiplier factor, think about this. A 20-year-old that just puts 88,000, I mean, every dollar that you put aside, so if you do 1,000 of these, could turn into $88,000. So every dollar that you invest at 20 years old, if we just assume you make 10% on average from now until the time you turn 65, every dollar that you invest can turn into 88. So that means every $1,000 that you invest can turn into $88,000. And let's take it a step further. What if you didn't do that just one year? What if you saved $83 a month or $1,000 a year Okay. all the way until you retired at 65? You'd only have $45,000 invested. So you're saying just doing $83 a month every year from now till 60. I'm going to... Less than $100 a month. You're just doing $1,000 a year. So you do that for 45 years. So you've only got invested $45,000. 45 $1,000 investments is worth $874,000 or right at $874,000. You realize that... In assuming a 10% rate of return, 95% of your growth is coming from compounding interest. I mean, it's the value of the account is what? So it is what it grew into. So tremendous potential in this $1,000. Um, if you think about, let's, let's talk, start talking about creating a plan. I created a, We created a nine-step process for your $1,000, and then we're going to talk about investing it. Number one, step one, you got to start at ground zero, Bo. What do we mean by starting at ground zero? Uh, that $1,000 is going to jumpstart you having some bread in the account, in your account, to make sure you're not just another sad statistic. Uh, you know, there's a great article in Bankrate that said only 39% of Americans. 39%? 39% of Americans today 
could not come up with $1,000 for an emergency. That means 61% don't have $1,000. It's so unbelievable. We, just having this on the table makes us better than 61% of Americans so out there. So this money, what it's going to do, is going to keep from that oh crap moment. It's going to let you know that you can pay for that car repair that you weren't expecting, hit your insurance deductible, pay for the home maintenance when the water heater goes out. That's what that $1,000. So number one, step one way to invest $1,000 is invested in that beginning of your emergency fund. But let's say you have that already taken care of. Now you move to step two. So step two is, do you have a job? Then guys, take advantage of the match. Your $1,000, there's not many things out there that you get dollar for dollar match from your employee. That's a 100% rate of return. That's what we call the definition free money. That's right. So if you're employed and you, employed and you have a job that has a matching plan, like a 401k, a 403b, Go get that free money. There's not an investment out there that's getting you 100%, so go take advantage of that free money. So now let's say, okay, maybe one, you're already getting all the free money your job, or two, maybe you don't have a job, or maybe three, if you don't have a job, where'd you get that $1,000? That's not that's neither here nor there. You, or you don't, have, you don't have a match at your work. Okay, so now let's go to step three. Step three is you got to bury the zombie debt. Zombie debt's that debt that chases you around and wakes you up in the middle of the night, too. It's that debt like credit cards, where they're, those guys are not charging you 10% rate of return. They might be charging you 20% rate of return. That is a horror slasher flick with blood gushing everywhere. you got to get rid of the zombie debt, guys. So take that $1,000 to just put away, pay down some credit card debt or something that's really going to put you in a bad place. That's right. So that was step three. So now, okay, you've got the zombie debt taken care of. Step four. Do you have enough in your cash reserve? So we already said the $1,000 could seed if you're starting at ground zero. It could seed that. But are you actually at the point now where your cash reserves are full? That $1,000 can shore it up. Uh, that means you need to have three to six months of your living expenses. And don't just have it stuck in a coffee can under your mattress. No. It should at least be an account earning somewhere around 2% right now in an FDIC-insured uh, online or high-yield savings account. Yeah, if you, want, if you want to know some of those best-performing ones, uh, you can go find bankrate.com. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've talked about in the past Ally, Capital One, Discover Bank. Right. Those are all FDIC-insured. Um, get 2% all day long right now. Now, I threw a step four. I don't know if you knew I'll put this on there, but there's a step four. That's not clean when you put in like 4A, I'll put a 4A, 4B. In What's 4A? So I think that, you know, one of the things that we have emergency fund for are for medical expenses, you know, being able to cover the deductible. Well, if you're going to hold part of your emergency fund to cover medical expenses and you're someone who has, a, who has the availability of a health savings account, you may want to think about funding your health savings account. And even that can be considered as part of your emergency reserves. It's just a very specific part of your emergency reserves that can only it can only cover medical expenses, but I think because of the tax benefits of that, more on that in a second, that's my step 4A. Sorry, had to do it. So can we do step 5? We can go step we five stick now. it to the man? We can stick it to the man. Let's stick it to our favorite uncle. We, I want you to pay all the taxes you're supposed to, but I also want you to minimize those taxes legally. You know, none of us like to pay Uncle Sam more that's than right. we're supposed to. So load up on those tax-favored plan, tax plans. Right. When I talk about tax-favored things, I'm talking about Roth IRAs. Yep. Remember when we were given that example of $1 turns into $88? So if you do $1,000, it turns into $88,000. would not it be incredible if you put that in a Roth IRA, you got $87,000 worth of growth that the government got zero, absolutely none of the money. Take advantage of that compounding interest and stick it to the man legally 
by using those Roth assets. The next thing, and Bo's already talked about this, HSAs, right. health savings accounts. Guys, these things are truly awesome because they have what's called triple tax advantaged. Triple. That's right. So they're triple in the fact that you get a current tax deduction. Remember, Roth IRAs, we love tax-free growth, but there's a drawback with them. You get no tax deduction currently, yep. so they don't lower your income currently. You get all that free growth later. With an HSA with a triple tax advantage, you get number one, tax deduction current That's year. Right. Number two, it grows tax-free. That's right. Number three, if you actually use it for medical expenses, when you pull it out, it is tax-free exactly earnings. Right. So it has all the benefits of a Roth IRA, plus all the benefits of your 401k or IRA that you're getting a deduction for. It is triple tax advantage, and it's something you should definitely consider. So step five was, you know, use that $1,000 to stick it to Uncle Sam later on. But then that HSA kind of lets you stick it to him now and stick it to him throughout time and stick it to him at the end. Step six, why don't you use that $1,000 and keep sticking it to Uncle Sam right now? Let's go supercharge, take advantage of deferred gratification, use your discipline, and max out those retirement accounts. You've yeah. already gone and got the employer matching. Well, once you've done the HSA, once you've done the Roth, maybe take that $1,000 and go back to your 401k or your simple IRA or whatever the case may be and go get some additional tax savings We're getting there. close to telling people how to invest it because we are going to give them That's a right. payoff. Number seven, step seven, is are we saving 20%? One of our big, hairy, audacious goals is that we want you saving 15 to 20% of your total income every year for your future so you can build yep. that financial independence. We get the question all the time, Brian, where do I do that? Okay, I hear that, but do I, is that something that like, I ask to my employer? You say you say do that, but I've already done the Roth, I've already done the 401k. What do I do? The answer is you go open up just a regular brokerage account, yeah. just an after-tax account, and start setting up a dollar-cost average. Put the $1,000 in there and get so excited about it and not want it to be lonely, start a dollar-cost averaging for policy where you put start putting some friends in there with it. Yeah, and we're getting close to being able to tell you what to do with it, That's too. Right. So number eight is, step eight is pay off that mortgage or pay down that debt that you, since you've done such a good job of employing the money, you're saving the 20% of your income each year. Now you're trying to figure out how do I get out of debt even right. faster? Why not pay down some of that debt or mortgage debt that's out there that's, that's just haunting you and keeping you up at night? And then, Bo, what's step number nine? Step nine is actually a fun one. Maybe you're someone who's already financially independent. You came into this $1,000, but you're already retired, or you don't necessarily need more money to be able to do the things you want to do the way you want to do it, when you want to do it. Maybe you can invest in the lives of other people. Maybe that's teaching your kids about investing through opening up like an UPMA account. Maybe that's opening college accounts for kids or grandkids. Or maybe it's just giving, using that $1,000 to bless someone else's life. That's a great way to think about investing $1,000 in 2019. So let's give them the answer of how to invest that $1,000. Bo, first, setting the table there has not been a better time to be an investor. I'm talking about, guys, if you want access to the markets cheap, mm -hmm. I'm talking about zero cost. There, there, there's cheap, and then there's free. It's zero. I mean, there is access now to investments that is zero cost. You, if you want access to diversification, or you don't even know what diversification is, you're like, what is asset allocation? I hear these things. How do I take advantage of it? It, it, it? Guys, this is not the way it's always been. You just happen to start investing at the world's perfect time from a technology as well as uh, you know, access to different yep. financial products. So congratulations. Let's not blow this opportunity. So here's the payoff. If you have less than two hundred dollars to $250,000, 
I don't think you go hire a financial advisor yet. I think you focus on well, but, step one through nine. But we're financial advisors. Surely we're. That's crazy. So we're telling folks to out it's there not the to go hire It's called the abundance cycle. We're going to love on you, give you free advice, let you learn, let you grow. Go check out some of our other content. Go subscribe to us so you keep updated. But we want you go learn. And while you're building up the assets, because it's not how much you have in the beginning, it's focusing on creating that behavior, saving, and getting into the habit, because habit of saving money creates empower builders. So if you have less than $250,000, there's these great products out there called target retirement funds. We like the ones that are index-based, because you know what happens when they're index-based? They're tax efficient, yep. meaning they don't spit out a lot of income. And second, they're cheap. Yep. I'm talking about really cheap to the point that if you go look at you know what Fidelity has with their Fidelity Freedom Index mm-hmm. funds, you had Vanguard with their target retirement funds, Schwab has their target retirement yep. funds. Guys, these things will give you access to diversified portfolios that here's the cool thing. Say you're a 20-year-old and it's going to take you a while to get to 250000 like maybe 10 years to yep. get into your 30s. You can set it when you're 20, and if you do a target retirement fund, they have what's called a glide path where as you get older and you need to be from more aggressive when you're young to less aggressive as you get older, it does it automatically for you. That's called the glide path. That's the automatic (laughs) asset allocation that occurs with a target retirement fund. Take advantage of that. I love that you don't have to think about it because when you're less than $250,000, you should be much less concerned with your rate of return and what you're investing in and what your investments are and much more concerned with your savings rate because it is exponentially more important when you're in those lower dollar Because you're trying to get to 15 to 20% of your income. Now, there's a group of you who are like, done it, box checked. What do I do if I have more than $250,000? This is the point where I think you might need a co-pilot. Mm-hmm. We have people all the time, you start realizing your life gets complicated. You're starting to wonder, am I making the right decision? Or, man, if I screw this up, because you lose 10% or lose 20% when you have $10,000, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it hurts, but it's, but it's not, not changing, changing your, your retirement. When you have... 500000 a million dollars. When you lose 20% with a million dollars, you're talking about $200,000. It might take years to earn that much money, much less have that much money right. in your investment account. So there's a lot more weight that goes into decision-making. That is the point where I think when you get to over $250,000, maybe you need a co-pilot or somebody to go above and beyond. And it's not think, – think about this. With Target retirement funds, they help you with the asset allocation – but they're not customizable, meaning right. that you can't do what's called tax location planning, meaning that in your retirement accounts, you have assets that generate ordinary income. In your Roth accounts, you put your super fast growing growth assets. And then in your taxable account, maybe you'll have liquidity, but you'll also be thinking about what's tax favored, like dividend paying right. stocks. You can pay attention to tax location much more through a custom portfolio. That stuff's important. So that's, that's right. why there is going to become a jump off point, a graduation point that we think you might want to go a step further. And the, the last analogy I'll put with it is that congratulations, once you get to that level of success, you now are the CEO of a successful endeavor. It makes sense to now go out there and hire yourself a CFO, yep. a chief financial officer, so you guys can collaborate, be a team, right. create great ideas. But if you do these things, and I think you're shocked probably that we talked about target retirement funds. Because how many financial advisors, because there's no way to make money off of that, would give away (laughs) that free advice? But that's why we're different. I want you to go check out all of our other content with moneyguy.com. If you give us your email address, 
Every live show that the big episodes we do, we do free deliverables. We don't put them on the website. The only way you can get access to them is to go to moneyguy.com, give us your email address, and don't forget if you're catching us on YouTube, Mm -hmm. subscribe so you know about when we're doing live streams. We do giveaways. People want to know how you get these tumblers. Guys, you got to give us a question during the live stream and tune in. We will hook you up. There's lots more exciting stuff coming up for the show. You just got to tune in, you got to sign up, and then come be a part of this abundant cycle. Bo, what did I miss? No, I think that's great. How do you invest $1,000 in 2019? You just go through the steps. Step one, step two, step three. Focus on your savings rate. If you're someone that has grown your enterprise that now you need a CFO, Reach out. We'd be happy to talk with you. Don't blow this opportunity. Put that army of dollar bills to work. Every dollar needs to have a purpose. Remember, if you do it right, 95% of your future value very well could come from their hard work instead of you working with your brains, your back, and your hand. I'm your host, Brian Preston, with Mr. Bo Hansen. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston. Brian Preston is a principal with Abound Wealth Management. Abound Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Security and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Abound Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment or legal advice.